I'm Carissa Vacker, and welcome back to Sleep Wave, a podcast where we let waves of relaxation wash over you through original sleep meditations created to help you fall asleep tonight. And don't worry if you don't hear the end of an episode. I encourage you to drift off whenever you're ready. Before we get started on tonight's episode, I'd like to say thanks again for all of the great ratings and reviews you guys have left us on Apple Podcasts and some of the other networks too. Tonight's shout-out goes to Mullins18, who finds themselves returning to Sleepwave again and again for the calmness and good vibes. So if you too find that sleep has come easier since listening to Sleepwave, and you've not yet reached out to us, please feel free to let us know, and consider subscribing to support the show. You can enjoy ad-free listening, plus have access to two bonus episodes a month and my entire back catalog. It really is the best way to find easy sleep every night. The details are in the show notes. Before we begin, I wanted to let you know about the best way to get a perfect night's sleep. With Sleepwave Premium, enjoy an ad-free experience, two exclusive bonus episodes a month, as well as our back catalog of premium content. Your support really helps. Sign up takes two taps, so please click the link in the show notes. But now, it's time for a quick word from our sponsors who make this free content possible. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As we all know, life is full of ups and downs. But sometimes it feels like we can get stuck in the down. Be it swirling or obsessive thoughts, or a story you keep telling yourself that isn't actually serving you, or a loss of some kind. Being in a negative headspace is uncomfortable and even painful. I experienced a bit of this myself lately, and meditation was actually the hardest thing of all for me to do. When we meditate, we have to sit with ourselves in a very full and present way, 
We have to feel all of what we're feeling. And me? I was experiencing some things I wanted to run from. Therefore, it was much easier and felt better to move, to clean the house or go for a ride on my bike or run a bunch of errands or work until I dropped. Nothing at all sounded or felt good about sitting down to meditate. So I honored that. I ran around and did all the things. But then I noticed I was also feeling frazzled in addition to feeling down, and I knew I needed to do what I'd been avoiding and return to my meditation practice. It was hard. At first, I just cried. I'd been holding a fair amount of grief in my heart, and as I sat and was present with it, it made itself known in a big way. That day, I meditated for a total of one minute. I went back a few days later, cried again, made it through maybe three minutes. That was okay. It felt good to touch meditation, but also good to honor where I was at and not force myself to do more than I felt ready to. A week later, I was back to a good 15 minutes in the morning and again in the evening if I was able. Sometimes tears still found me, but I was able to sit with the sadness in a way I wasn't strong enough to do a few days earlier. The thing is that I know I feel better and clearer and just all around happier when I meditate, but that doesn't always make it easy. I was reminded again that even when it's not easy, it's still worth it. When I meditate, I feel integrated with all the various parts of myself. All my emotions and thoughts and physical sensations are seen and are therefore more able to move through me and not get stuck. I am more quickly able to regain my inner balance, which makes sleep come easier and in turn makes everything feel more manageable. Tonight, we're going to explore how to let go of negativity through the powerful practice of meditation so we can have better, deeper sleep and also perhaps feel a bit better tomorrow. So take a deep breath, get comfortable, and let's meditate together to Letting Go of Negativity by Billy Gill. John Keats supposed that a great thinker is capable of being in uncertainties, mysteries, doubts, without any irritable reaching after fact and reason. He coined this quality of the great thinker's mind, negative capability. Negative thinking doesn't mean that you never have negative thoughts. The heart beats and the mind thinks. Spontaneous thoughts arise from within, moods overtake us, and unconscious contents of the psyche exert their influence over us, no matter how vigilant we may be with keeping our thoughts in check. Rather than trying to merely eliminate negative thoughts, mindfulness presents us with tools to expand our awareness until negativity no longer steals our attention but is encompassed within it. Negative thoughts can give us a wider perspective and allow us to see what circumstances and events are worth avoiding. 
Some people find it stabilizing to focus on unwanted outcomes, so they know what to look out for and take care so as not to experience them. In a sense, it's about orientation and knowing where you want to go and where you don't want to go. When our concepts, especially the concepts that give us a sense of orientation in the world, are challenged, it's stressful and confusing. Like most other animals, we have a real need to understand our territory. We need to know when we are in a relatively stable and predictable environment, and when we should be on high alert because we are in unfamiliar terrain. We build maps with our concepts about how the world is. When we encounter uncertainty, those maps become less reliable. It's like being thrown into the wilderness without a compass and told to find our way home. Who wouldn't find that unpleasant? Negative capability, a capacity for being in mystery, doubt, and uncertainty, is important for mindfulness and for remaining steady in the face of challenges. Really, meditation is a state of open attention and awareness. It ultimately transcends conceptual thought. Keats believed concepts that sought to reduce the world to simple theories ultimately fell short of that beauty which goes beyond our ability to grasp it. He saw the tendency for irritable reaching after fact and reason as a reaction to the burden of mystery. In the practice of meditation, we systematically increase our ability to remain open to awareness without relying on concepts to frame that openness. Think of what it means to be present. Pure, present moment awareness depends on our being able to temporarily suspend the tendency to make comparisons to what we have experienced in the past. When we think we know what's happening in the here and now, it's because we have reduced it to a concept based on our previous experience. In true mindfulness, there is just the profound appreciation of what is arising. It takes intense practice and insight to achieve that state, and yet many people experience it in sudden flashes of deep understanding. Zen Buddhists call these moments satori, spontaneously seeing the essence of one's true nature. This kind of seeing requires the openness afforded by negative capability. The essence of one's true nature can't be reduced to a concept. Concepts about our true essence always fall short for the same reason a map is not the same as the land. There's always some distance between our concept about being and being itself. And yet, our urge to close that gap 
still makes us want to collapse experience into simplified solutions to the greatest mysteries of being. Tonight's sleep meditation opens up the path of open awareness, allowing you to release certain thoughts or patterns of thought that drain your energy. As we will see, there are several aspects to what we mean when we describe anything as negative. The common understanding of negativity brings to mind bad feelings and emotions. When we talk about negative thoughts, we really mean thoughts that put us in an unpleasant mood or state of mind. Those thoughts take a toll on our ability to move toward our goals in life. What we really mean by negative in this sense is that the thoughts, which we call negative, create more distance between our goals and the achievement of those goals. If something is positive, it carries the sense of something we should move toward, thus decreasing the negative space between us and our goals. The implicit understanding is that negative means something is to be avoided, while positive means something to seek. Negative isn't in itself bad, but we want to move away from what is bad, so we associate it with the negative. Cultivating a relationship with the negative in the sense of the uncertain or unknown can expand our minds and enrich our lives. This is the positive aspect of the negative. It is an opening to the beauty of the transcendent. Position yourself comfortably in your bed and make any final adjustments. Allow your breath to rise and fall easily. Begin with a slightly more complete exhale. Let go of any tension in your neck or shoulders. If your tongue is stuck to the roof of your mouth, unstick it. Tune in to the expression on your face. What expression would you choose to see on your face if you were looking in a mirror? Continue to breathe calmly and slowly for some time.
What we call negative states of mind are thoughts that create undue stress. These anxious and worrisome thoughts in themselves are just thoughts. The mental tension that follows from these thoughts is what drains our energy. It's very difficult to stop the mind from producing stressful thoughts. But by practicing mindfulness and increasing the length of time between a thought and our reaction to the thought, we may be able to avoid the stress that usually comes right on the heels of such a thought. This is the benefit of negative capability. Instead of immediately associating a stress response with a bad thought, train yourself to return to the gentle rhythm of the breath, slowly rising and falling. This allows you to remain in a state of mindfulness. Perhaps there is truly something in the thought that would be best to avoid, but perhaps it's merely the habit of associating the thought with a stress response that has you upset. The breath anchors you in the present moment and leaves space for the possibility of a new response, one that isn't predetermined by past conditioning. Focus on your breath now, practicing anchoring yourself in the present moment. Tzu's Tao Te Ching begins with a verse about the nature of the Tao. The character for Tao means a path or a way. There's a kind of negative space implied in the meaning of Tao, since a path must be open and empty in order for it to be a path at all. 
When Lao Tzu says that the Tao that can be grasped is not the enduring Tao, he means that there are some aspects of reality that must always elude our attempts to reduce them into concepts. We aren't able to put them in our pockets like trinkets we've picked up along the course of our lives. People use the word grasp interchangeably with the word comprehend. This is no accidental figure of speech. The Latin roots of the word comprehend mean grasp with or take hold. As human beings with opposable thumbs, our hands and the ability to grasp are a crucial feature of our success as a species. The basic structure of our hands is well-suited for grabbing tree limbs on which our tree-dwelling ancestors would have relied, but it is also well-adapted to making and using tools, a skill which sets us apart from most other species. Our intelligence evolved with the dexterity of our hands, that's why there is such a close affinity with the basic gesture of grasping and the principle of understanding. The obvious problem is that the part cannot comprehend the whole any more than our hand could grasp our whole body. Even our formidable minds are unable to comprehend the totality that we are contained within. Hence, the Tao that can be grasped is not the enduring Tao. Negative capability leaves room for the mysteries that are beyond our grasp. Listen to the sounds in the room. Maybe there are distant sounds. Maybe there are more immediate sounds. Maybe you are able to hear the gentle rhythm of your breath. Sounds are vibrations. Have you ever heard thoughts arising in your mind? These are like sound waves that reverberate through your mental space. The mental sounds, these thought vibrations simply sound in your mind. When you hear a sound in physical space, 
The ear detects the sound and the brain interprets the sound. There are three distinct parts to this process. The sound itself, the mechanical working of the ear to hear the sound, and the brain interpreting the sound into something meaningful to you. The fourth part of this process is the conscious presence to whom the sound occurs. In the same way, a thought is like a sound and has the same components. There is the thought itself. There is the appreciation of the thought. And there is the interpretation of the thought. Again, there must be a conscious being to whom the thought occurs. Simply take a few moments to watch the thoughts that come and go in your mind.
Now, choose a deliberate thought. Something positive. I'll give you a moment to do so. Allow your attention to brood on that thought. Pouring your mental attention toward this deliberate thought. Go on brooding on this deliberate thought. Brooding, brooding, brooding. Go on. Brooding. Brooding, brooding. And then, suddenly, in an instant, dash it out. Remain in that place of no thought for a while. After some time, a thought will spontaneously arise. When a thought spontaneously arises, once again, pour your attention toward this thought and go on brooding. Brooding. Brooding on this spontaneous thought. Go on brooding, brooding, brooding. Then suddenly dash it out. Now stay in this place of no thought. As soon as a thought appears, dash it out. If the thought appears as an image, then as soon as it arises, 
Let it dissolve like watercolors on a canvas and remain in that state of no thought. Give space to whatever arises. Allow thoughts to come and go. The breath rises and falls like waves. and fall like waves on the ocean. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out, sleep, sleep, sleep. 